Knock This is brought to you by Viserys. Univar ES is now Viserys, the pest control distributor making a positive impact on young businesses. Along with the broad product portfolio of top brands, we offer exclusives like the Intucare Mosquito Trap. And with resources like Pro Training, Inventory Manager, and PestWeb, and over 65 locations nationwide, we provide the products and insights to grow your business. Visit go.viserys.com slash knock this to learn more. All right, everybody, this is Sam Taggart with the Door to Door podcast, and I'm here with Becca Switzer, long time coming. So anybody in the roof space should know who Becca is. Roof sales mastery, right? Um, you probably seen her YouTube videos. You probably checked her Facebook page out, and then you scrolled and just stalked her for a minute. It's okay. <laughs> we all have done it. You might have seen her ass on the internet. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So anyway, so honored to have you. We're here at uh, RoofCon in uh, Houston, Texas. And no, I'm so excited to dive in. You know, not, not a lot of times you see women in the roofing space, so right. you kind of stand out, you shine. <laughs> and uh, how'd you get into the roofing space? I want like a 30-second right, version. Very, yeah, very yeah, short like version. the elevator so my elevator pitch version of this very long story is I dropped out of college my sophomore year because I started selling Cutco knives over the summer. Where are my Cutco people at? What's Cutco up? We love Cutco. really is the stepping stone no, to huge, so many things. Huge. And I was like, dang, I'm making a lot of money. I'm not going to go back to college. So I sold knives for a couple of years. And then um, I got recruited, very long story short, got recruited into storm restoration uh, by a guy who is currently the vice president of like the second largest storm restoration company in the country. He was breaking off doing his own company. So he's like, you guys would be great. He's poaching Cutco people because Cutco people are such savage salespeople. Tip. And uh, yeah, it really is true. And uh, he's like, it'll be like shooting fish in a barrel. You'll be great. So I went out there and I'm like, wow, no one's training me anything. Uh, but I had no backup plan. It was like, you just have to figure this out. So figured it out, realized you can really make a bunch of money. And now I teach it. It's awesome. No, yeah. congrats. Yeah. So been super successful in the roofing space. I think a lot of the Cutco principles should be, and you probably have applied yeah. to roofing yeah. and um, obviously successful in that. So I want to dive into like recruiting. So let's just get into it. So Cutco has some of the best recruiting techniques. I mean, they recruit yeah. tens of thousands of people every year. Right. Um, so you and roofing have probably said, okay, you guys are idiots. You have three reps. <laughs> Like, and they're like, no one wants to sell anymore. People are lazy. Nobody likes commission. That's what everybody believes. But that's why I always point to companies like Cutco or Vector Marketing. I'm like, they're recruiting 20 or 30,000 people a year. Yeah. Right? Like, people are not afraid to do sales. It's a, an issue of framing. So I'll, I'll let you kind of, I could go off on a tangent. No, here, I but. like this. No, but I think that's yeah. what, that's the first point of recruiting is, right. is it's the mindset around there are people, if Cutco to sell knives right. and make a, hundred dollar commission right. versus a two thousand dollar commission right now you say i don't have a leg up on this no you're right. like the fact that you have an opportunity whether it's solar alarms whatever yeah. you know people go oh they don't want to knock doors they don't want to do sales they want to and and they start to actually get in this whirlwind of i can't find anybody well and i'm actually going to brush on something you just said so you said people are having a hard time hiring for this opportunity and it's because people don't want an opportunity they want a job a job right yeah opportunities sound very risky. They don't sound secure. They don't sound stable. And a job does, right? Yeah, it sucks. And I'm sitting here, you know, getting scoliosis at this cubicle and my soul sucking nine to five corporate job. But I know I'm going to get a paycheck every single week. Yeah, I only make 50 grand. Yeah, I'll never live in the house I want to live in. But I always know I have a place to go to work the next day. So the issue is 
you do have an opportunity, like when you're in the business, if you, if you're in sales and you make a lot of money, you're like, it's an amazing opportunity. And you're telling the truth. But when you advertise it that way, people run for the hills. Oh, 100%. Right? So like I, I always talk about, for example, in the roofing industry, the ad will always say something like this. People are like, Becca, no one's clicking my ad. And I'm like, let me guess. It says something like, now hiring, door-to-door roof sales, generous commission, average income, you know, $75,000 to $100,000 a year, be your own boss. And you're like, stamp of approval, that sounds great. And you're sitting there waiting for all these people to apply. And then- no one applies because people read it and they're like, yeah, they're imagining themselves like selling horse vitamins out of their jackets on a street corner in like some weird MLM pyramid scheme or something. Yes. Right. So they're not even like, I, I tell people always like, put yourself in the position of the person who's currently sitting at their $50,000 a year shit job that they hate, but they're scrolling on indeed or monster or whatever, looking for the next job that'll pay them. $55,000 a year, but with de- better dental benefits. Right. So there's it. And when they see you're like door to door commission opportunity, they're yeah. like unlimited no. earning potential. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's like write your own paycheck. Exactly. I don't want to write my own paycheck. I just want somebody to tell me what I'm getting paid, right. how I get paid. And I just want to make sure that my mortgage is paid for. Exactly. And so business owners are really shooting themselves in the foot. And I always say the dilemma here is like, you're being honest. It is a door to door commission doc commission job and you can make a shitload of money, but the way you're wording that is scaring people off. And actually I I always talk about like this. Imagine you're on a date, right? You're a first date and 15 minutes into the date, you're just like, this is the girl of my dreams. I know it. I can just tell it's my gut feeling, but you blurt that out that you want to have your average American mortgage, two and a half kids and a golden doodle with her within the first 15 minutes she's going to run for the hills, right? Or you're going to attract the like stage five clinger that wants to have a joint Facebook account with you. (laughs) Either way, you're not getting the right person. Yes. Okay. So you have to put yourself like, you're that person that's at their nine to five job. How can I frame the job? Because you're not changing the job position. You're not changing the job. Framing. Exactly. How you talk about it. And if you don't mind me giving you one more analogy, just because I think it'll help people understand Imagine two ads, okay? The first ad says, now hiring, no pay, on call 24-7, seven days a week, no exceptions, extremely stressful. Next ad says, now hiring, challenging but rewarding work. Some say it's the best job they've ever had. They're both advertising parenthood, all right? But one is like, this frazzled woman with bags under her eyes and like a Starbucks and her hair is messy. And vomit, vomit on her. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> and the next one's like this mother in a pasture, like blowing a dandelion and her toddlers glistening in the sun, like trying to grab the seeds blowing in the air. You're both advertising the same thing, but how you, how you present it, how you word that advertisement is either going to attract people or repel them. So you have to think about the same thing when you're putting out your job opportunity. Yes. And so here's an interesting way we put it. We call it two hats. Okay. We say you have an HR hat and then you have a sales hat. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes because we're salespeople recruiting, we're wearing our sales hat instead of our HR hat. And so if you put it in this frame of 
I'm hiring as an HR professional, and yeah. if you were to go apply for a job at Google, they're not like, hey, please, like, you got to work. Yeah, you're going to make so much money, man, like, and then we're going to, like, help you. And yeah, and like, okay, but what happens is that obviously pushes them away. So we just say, put your HR hat on Bingo. as if you were hiring at Google and saying, we have an interview process. We're not 100% sure if we take you. And it creates this, like, right. I'm not the needy. Scarcity. This is, yeah, the scarcity. There's, like... A selective. professional, selective, there's an onboard process, there's an application process we've right. got to put you through. Like a real like a job. Like a real job. So it's interesting because in our mission at Door-to-Door is like to unify, up-level, bring honor right. and integrity to Door-to-Door. And the problem is, is the way that people are framing the hiring process makes us sound like some MLM. Oh, yeah. So it pushes people away. And, 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 and I'm trying to help. I'm so glad we're on the same page because... They're like, well, that's not a real job. I'm yeah. like, well, yes, it is. A, what is a real job? Like, right. this is actually more than a real job than any other job. Like, right. so it, it's it's the framing. So that's that's this is huge. I love this. Okay, yeah. so what? So let's kind of transition because I feel like this is good. Yeah. Let's keep going deeper. So what other like flaws or or mistakes that common recruiters make? So the interview sucks. All right. So step one, your ad probably sucks. Two, your interview sucks. So here's the other thing that happens is people think, well. As long as I can get candidates or applicants in the door, then I show them how much money they can make. And then everyone's going to want to <laughs> do this Slide them job. a paycheck. See this dude? It's 10, the 000. same problem. They're just backing it up one step, right? Yep. They're like, well, okay, I won't do it in the ad. But when they come in for the ad, I'll be like, hey, like, you can make six figures in six months. And they're showing them like a $20,000 commission check. And they're like, look at my Ford F-250 out there. I bought that in two months pay cash, right? I have no debt. And people are like... It's like, have you ever seen Boiler Room? Yep. Ben Affleck is like, you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be a millionaire. And they're like, right. Like, you're doing the same thing. You're scaring them off. So one thing that I talk about is even though there is an incredible income opportunity, and again, I'm going to use this for the storm restoration roof sales um, industry, what I teach and I've actually scripted it into the interview that I teach these contractors is instead of telling them how much money they're going to make, you give them figures that help them do the math on their own. And so what you do, like, for example, we say, look, you know, the average rep turns in one or two deals a week and each deal is about 10 grand. Like that's what a claim costs for us. And that means the commission is about a thousand bucks on each of those. And most people, you know, and then you give these average numbers and every, so I get emails all the time, but people say, Becca, as soon as I get to that part, you watch people cause they're taking notes, right? They do the math and they're like, what? One or two appointments? Because to them, in their head, that's like two hours of work, right? And they're like sitting up straight in their chair and now all of a sudden they're excited. But you have to act like you're like, oh man, I mean, yeah, this is kind of what is it is. Average. You're not excited. You're not like, and then they do two and then exactly. it's just like, yeah, I mean, they would do two jobs and then yeah. it's like a Average thousand. rep does about this. Yeah. Like, you know, our average rep does about one or two week. That means, you know, anywhere from 50 to hundred and you're writing it on the board, right? 50 to hundred a year. Average commission on each of those jobs for a regular house is going to be a thousand. You know, if you get an apartment building or a hotel or something like that, that might be, you know, 10 grand and you just keep going. And they're like, wait a minute. So if I do two a week, that doesn't sound like very much. And I'm making a thousand bucks. That's $2,000 a week. So they're doing the math, but that allows you're not overdoing it. Right. Here's one of my favorite lines in the recruiting, in this interview process. I go, there's a huge problem in our industry. And really what it is, is it's because people get paid like $1,000 or $2,000 in a sale, what happens is 
they'll make forty, fifty thousand dollars pretty quickly, and then they just get really complacent. Right. And we can't motivate. Yeah, we can't motivate them to work the full hours that they're supposed to. And so we just really try not to hire people that after they would make like you know a thousand dollars in a commission That's or brilliant. two, three thousand dollars a week. And then what happens is they just get lazy and they won't work for two, three weeks. And so we just can't, we can't bring anybody on that's going to take a two, three week vacation after making two, three grand in a week. Right. And so really the biggest problem in our space is just we overpay sometimes. Yeah. And so, and see how I'm framing it. I love that. And then, and and then they're like, like, yeah. So honestly, like it's a, it's a huge problem. So we just, we got to make sure that you're not one that's going to just like go in a week. And, 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 and so Honestly, it's one of our, our biggest problems here hiring. Right. I lo- that's <laughs> and, that's and, great. And they're just like, well, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be that guy that's going to just stop and not work right. for three weeks. And you're like. But you're letting them make that decision. I'm letting right? them make that decision. Right. And when it does happen, because yeah. it is a thing, that yeah. is a true problem, <laughs> then I'm like, wait, you told me you weren't going to be the guy that gets fat and happy right. after a week's commission. Right. So that's another like interview technique that we teach that's very, very, yeah. very tech like very good in that, in the same context. Right. Love that. Okay. So number three, number two is the interview. What's number three? Advertising in the wrong places. I mean, I think that's becoming less of an issue, but in my industry, it used to be just Craigslist. (laughs) So people put out ads on Craigslist because you're thinking about the average person, like door to door sales is kind of a, we're in like the dark, weird corners of the job market with that, right? Like the dusty, what's going on out here? Yeah, prostitution, door to door sales. Door to door, right, yeah. <laughs> right like, below it. Exactly, like drug smuggling. Yeah. So door to door is interesting. And what most of the contractors used to do is just go straight to Craigslist. But what you find is like, I always make a joke, like, you're going to get the guy that comes in, he's like an ex convict with a spider tattoo on his neck. It's like, a bunch of Post Malones, but no talent, right? <laughs> yeah. So advertising in the right places, this is becoming less of an issue, but Indeed is a great place to, to advertise, you know, Glassdoor, ZipRecruiter, stuff like that. Um, what are the other five from my talk today? I gave five. They were great. Um, what were they? You might need to ask me another question. Okay. It's so, been a long day, you guys. I've traveled from Colorado. I've been talking all day. Love it. Recruiting. Yeah. So, so other hacks. like So obviously you have the ads. You yeah. have the um, interview process. Right. I think a lot of people, they get them all excited. Like, yeah. okay, how do you make the offer and then transition them to start? Because I feel like we say there's five platforms. You have like sourcing, interviewing, signing, and then onboarding and then training them right. and getting them going, right? And a lot of times people fall through these cracks because yeah. the handoffs are bad. Right. So kind of walk me through like, okay, how do you, ex- how do you make the offer? Cause I've seen a lot of different, um, opinions on yeah. when do they ex- like extend the offer and then how do they like get them going? Get them yeah, yeah. So I really modeled this after what I learned in Cutco. And so in Cutco, what they do is, and I'll back up a little bit is a group interview. Okay. okay. So, because again, when you're recruiting for sales, you have to, if you're trying to interview people one by one, congratulations, that's your new full-time job. Like you're just going to be interviewing all the time. So group interview allows you to bring 20 people in at a time, hire everyone, you know, except for the guy with like a swastika tattoo on his face or something like that. You pretty much hire everybody. And then, but you still have to find a way to make it feel like they're, they're being selected, right? Mm-hmm. People don't want to be like, they show up and they go, everyone's getting hired. I'm getting herded like a cattle right exactly, now. Exactly. Like, because exactly. Yeah. Like that just doesn't work. So you have to have a way to make it feel like you've been chosen. So the process is you set up a group interview. 
when everybody comes in, you actually tell everyone to come in about 15, 20 minutes early for paperwork. What you're going to do is spend even just two minutes in a private office with each applicant and just be like, you know, we call it the pre-screen. And you go, this is just to kind of go over your resume, make sure that we can kind of put you on to the next part of the interview, like check out your experience and, you know, shake your hand, yada, yada. Then they go through the group interview where you're just explaining what the position is and you talk about the income opportunity in the, the way that we talked yes. about, right? What the job entails. And then you say, I'm going to go, go ahead and take, go into my office. I have a sheet for you guys to all fill out. And it has just a series of questions like, why do you feel like this would be a good position for you? What qualities, blah, blah. So you're keeping everyone busy. You're answering just a couple questions, writing it down. And then one by one, you start taking your best candidates. And what we actually do first is if there's somebody that's just a hell no, take them out first. And then you bring them in, you go, uh, based on you look at their answers, you're like, so based on X, Y, Z, you know, maybe they don't have reliable transportation or you pick some obvious reason that they're just like, maybe they can't look you in the eye or something like that. You let those people go. Then you start bringing in the other candidates. And what you do is you bring them in, you go over, you ask them the questions. And this really only has to take three to five minutes, but you want to make them sweat. So you get to the end and you go, well, Brian, um, your resume looks good. And I know you maybe don't have a whole lot of experience in this industry or with sales or whatever it is. You want to do some sort of push away disqualification, right? And you say, and unfortunately, like we can't hire everyone, right? And they're always like, oh. yeah. And <laughs> then you go, good. you're like, but I think we can offer you a position. Like, I really think even though you don't have like this, this, we have a really incredible training program. And because you have these qualities or this background, I really think this could be a good fit for you. And then they're like excited because they thought they weren't going to get it. You stand up, you congratulate them, you shake their hand. And then the next key is, so in Cutco, we call it your show. There's a show percentage to everything. What's your show to the interview? Yes. If you scheduled 20 people, but only four showed up, you dropped the ball, right? But if your show is, you know, 50, 60, 70%, you're doing pretty good. So then you want to have your show from the interview to training. So if you hired 10 people, again, we want to get as close to 10 to show up for training as possible. But your show depends on the quality of your interview, right? And then also how quickly you get people in. We In recruiting, it's like if they apply, get them on the phone in 30 minutes. Like we want to get them there. We want to schedule them for an interview the next day or the day after. If they get hired, they're in the next cycle of training, which should be less than five days from then. Right. Cool. So I think that that's, uh, I mean, that's what I teach as far as rolling people over and getting them going. We have a software called Recruitomatic. It's an ATS that tracks, you know, from applicants to interview to yeah. a second interview to showed up to training to first sale. Right. And it just maps out all those important indicators because right. a lot of times people don't really pay attention to those numbers and they might have like a full-time recruiter that's like making all these calls or they're spending all this money on Indeed and they're like, But Dude, they're blaming the applicants. Yeah, they're, they're like, blaming the applicants. Right. I'm like, no, your pass-offs are bad or you're not having a good first interview. You're scaring everybody away. So that's why they're not yeah. showing up or they're showing up and your interview sucks. And so then nobody's showing up to training because you're exactly. just scaring everybody away. And even though they're like, yeah, 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 except they're like, never calling that guy back again. Right. And they're too afraid and too nice to just tell you straight up no. You know what I mean? And it's just like salespeople. Like if you have a salesperson in your company that's constantly coming in with no sale after no sale after no sale after, and their closing ratio is like 4% or even 20%, something like that. And they're like, it's just the customers, man. Nobody wants to pay their deductible. Everyone thinks, yeah, people just want to bid. It's the salesperson's fault. Like we wouldn't yeah. go... You're right, man. People just don't buy roofs anymore. People don't buy security systems anymore. We should probably go do something else, like make shoes or something. I don't know. (laughs) 
don't know why that's the career I picked, but it's your show. Like you're doing a sales presentation to your applicants. Yeah. So you have to take responsibility for that. And again, without tracking, I love that you made that software, but without tracking, how do you know? In Cutco, we even tracked the receptionist. All they were doing was calling when the people send in their application and setting them up. So the receptionist, we always had them in competition. Who has the better show this week? You know, I had a, I visited a Cutco office in New Jersey to just do some research and one of the things that they did that I really liked was in that initial training camp, they actually mined those people for new potential hires. Yeah. And so they did a game and they said, hey, we're going to see how many people you guys could also bring to the next interview. And they'd had like a whole training around recruiting. Right. Which was actually pretty cool. So yeah. they get referrals not only for sales but also for recruiting. And I'm right. sure you guys got trained on that. Well, personally, yeah, PRs. Like we, every time we recruited people, we're like, hey, do you guys want to like work with your friends? We really like you and think you're cool. Like yeah. do you have friends like you? You know, and so and even today I did my my PR pitch. I won't do it right now because it's just a, a little bit long, but um, that's a great opportunity as well. For so. sure. So any other last like recruiting hacks? Well, I would say this is the the last thing I talked about earlier today in, in my talk was I think another thing that happens in sales is companies are constantly just like trying to find the right people instead of focusing on developing quality people. Like they're looking for the shortest way to, well, where's my next million dollar producer? So they're trying to find these like out of the box, ready-made, like LeBron James level salespeople. And everybody wants that, right? Like what a dream come true. You just find somebody who's a freak of nature that can come on and be like amazing at sales. But especially in my industry, like you're not, that's just, it's not realistic. Like that's not scalable. It's awesome when we find, I always call them unicorns. It's awesome when you find a unicorn, you're like, hell yeah, this kid's like already great at this or, you know, but Really, I think a lot of companies are lacking on having and providing legitimate formal sales training. Yeah. Because sales, and again, I know in some businesses it's a little bit different, but like storm restoration, roofing sales, it's like the easiest freaking sales job on the planet. Like selling a $2,000 vacuum door to door to people who already have a Dyson animal, that's hard sales. So it's just, you have to have proper sales training and, you know, walk through the door. That's one in a thousand to start your basketball team. You know, when you've got a bunch of varsity players that you could train up to be NBA players. Like, yeah. so that's just another angle that I think people take for granted. I love that. Yeah. No, this has been awesome. And thank you. thank you so much for sharing so abundantly. I feel like a lot of these are just like hacks that some people are like, well, I'm not going to tell you like my good stuff. You know what I mean? No, so. there's, if this is what you get for free, folks, but the paid stuff's <laughs> even better. Exactly. Um, anyway, so last, any other like advice um, for, you know, the door-to-door space? A lot of these guys are obviously like, well, you guys make it look so easy. I'm like, yeah. any other just thing you'd want to share before we wrap up? For door-to-door yeah. specifically? You know, I, this is kind of a broad, non-specific thing, but I think that one of the issues that people have, if you could just take this one note home with you, is relax more. Mm-hmm. Like, people go to the door and they're either so on edge or they're putting so much pressure on themselves because they, like, I have to make the sale, or they're being overly enthusiastic, right? Like, yeah. kill the apprentice, and I'm, I'm Brian with ABC Roofing, and blah, blah, like, being too cheery relax, like just make it be a human being. Like don't be a weird sales robot. First of all, you're going to have a better time. You're going to be more relaxed and people just be more receptive to you. So of course, you know, study good pitches and stuff like that. But the more you're just like chill and you show up, you're like, you know, I'm really sorry to bother you. I hate knocking on people's doors, but like, here's why I'm here. And you know, your neighbor X, Y, Z and whatever people actually listen and you have a better time, you know? 
So that's just, that's something that if you take that as your foundation and then build upon that, you just, you get received a lot better at the door. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You're Becca. welcome. It's been a long time coming. So uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thank you so much. You're and very welcome. If you guys got some love out of this, go uh, follow Becca and uh, share this, like this. We love reviews and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Sounds good. Bye folks. Knock, knock, knock.